0: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome B-Tech Smith and Steve Mecks. B-Tech Smith and Steve Mech, you are now entering the Megacar. The Megacar. Uh.
1: Ted! What up, Steve? How are you doing? Fine, man. You know... I'm fighting back, but I still don't feel awesome. Oh, uh, still battling that uh, funk?
2: Yeah, the sinus infection.
1: That's why we weren't here last week. Ted was uh, just struggling.
2: Yeah, man. As I told my cousin, I go. he goes, how sick are you? I go, well, I haven't smoked weed in a couple days, and I went to the doctor.
1: You're pretty sick. I was
2: sick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm still kind of fighting this call.
1: Dude, everyone, it's just... Everybody's getting hit with this. Not just here at the station, but everyone I know is battling some kind of a crud. Uh, especially on our show, on BJ and Migs. It seems like I'm the only one that hasn't been hit with it. But of course, yesterday I started feeling a little weird, and we've got a big trip ahead of us. Ted and I going to Spokane, so I'm doing everything in my power. I've had so many cups of tea. I've been drinking water to the point where I feel like I'm peeing every five seconds. Yeah, it's just I woke up at eleven at night. I never wake up because I have to pee. I woke up because and I actually debated whether or not I just want to pee to bed. I'm like, I don't want to get out of bed. I'm tired.
2: Oftentimes, like, my recycling, when I take it out, it's Mm -hmm. just a bunch of empty beer cans or, you know, a couple cans of, like, you know, beans or whatever. Last week, what was it, like, Thursday, I took out my recycling, and it literally was full of uh, coconut water things and Gatorades. The same thing. It was just, like, fluids. Like, I just got to get them in.
1: Oh, nonstop fluids, man. Oh, teas. And, you know, I've been battling, like, some kind of uh, the thing that I'm getting hit with is, like, that flemminess. Yeah. Like, I have no sniffles. I feel pretty good. I'm a little tired, but I'm tired because I wake up at freaking two thirty in the morning. Like I'm not gonna like chalk up like I I remember telling my wife one time and she's like, how do you feel? I'm like, I don't feel good. She's like, Well, why what what is it that makes you not feel good? I'm like, Well, I'm tired. She's like, You get up at two thirty in the morning, of course you're gonna be tired. Yeah. Like, yeah, good point.
2: But yeah, if, for for me it was like I went to the doctor and I was like, I don't know, like Felt like I had uh, allergies, and then like maybe a cold, but I'm pretty sure I have an infection now. Oh, great! And she goes, so then like we do some tests or whatever, and she goes, "You're kind of right. Huh. You had allergies, then you got a bad cold on top, and now you have an infection." I was like, "All right."
1: Why do I need you? <laughs> yeah, it's Dr. Ted Smith over here. Well, it was Ted pretty Smith, simple, Steve. MD.
2: Yeah, I took a green poo, and that's what I was like. <laughs> All right. Something's <laughs> not right inside,
1: right? <laughs> Honestly, that was the trigger point. I hope you didn't go to like um, WebMD to diagnose the green poo.
2: Oh yeah. yeah, I spent a night thinking I was dying.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, all signs, WebMD, either you have cancer or you have AIDS. Yeah. it doesn't matter what is going on. Like, I could be like, oh, I bit my tongue. Ah oh, man, I, now I got a little, little little like canker sore. I go check, and it's like, oh, that's a sign of having HIV. Great, yeah, thanks. I, I, no, <laughs> I just bit my freaking tongue.
2: Right. And I can't tell you, like, I told a couple people that, like, I was like, I knew I had an infection because literally my stool was the wrong color. People were like, well, did you eat something really green? Like, No. I mean, I'm sure I ate something green, but, like, I, you can eat spinach. I eat spinach all the time. It's not like
1: beets. Right. Not, not, or asparagus makes your pee smell like asparagus. Beets make your everything turn red like you're internally bleeding. Yeah. But if you eat a lot of broccoli, you're not going to all of a sudden have green poop.
2: Right, exactly. That's how I was like, no, no, no. Like, trust me. Like,
1: Who's the moron that's
2: diagnosing you that way? It's happened twice. That's all I was like, that's why I went to the doctor. Like, it's pretty clear to me. Like, that's a pretty easy sign. Like, oh, my God. My poo is green. I think I have an infection. And the doctor's like, hey, you have an infection. Not, well, I've been eating
1: a lot of Brussels sprouts, Ted. Yeah, you've been eating spinach? Yeah. You want it to be more brown, maybe you should eat more brown food. Right? Like, (laughs) It happened twice. This is why not everybody should be a doctor, myself included. But there's obviously the two people that have brought it up to you. I'm glad, are not doctors.
2: Or maybe they're just eating that much green vegetables, Steve.
1: How, how much green vegetables can you... My wife is always... Like, then again, I'm not examining her poop. That'd be weird. Somebody Honey, can, hang on.
2: Let me check out this poo.
1: And of course, she doesn't poop because she's a woman and that doesn't happen. No. Right. But if she did, I'd imagine that it's not green. No. I'd like to examine... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I am saying
2: it was a, you know it was a warning sign like all right something's not right here
1: oh man of course so it's all leading up to our big trip to Spokane we're going to yeah. we're going to Spokane so we're, we're gonna take you over Spokane for the big hockey <laughs> tournament called the Northwest Classic uh the donkeys getting on the party bus thank you Levi Lion and Lion Pride music uh, because they're gonna be setting us up for a great trip and you know I should give a shout out to what I love about Levi Levi even though he's not coming with us because he's in the middle of of doing some kind of crazy smoky mountain high festival in Denver, and then going right. to Austin, and he's just been going everywhere with the big party bus. So we're taking the smaller party bus. Uh, but I got to give a shout out to Rich, our bus driver. He's he's flying what up, Rich. Rich is flying back because he didn't want to miss the classic. He's flying back from like I don't know where they're going to be this weekend. I think Boise maybe.
2: I think I saw that they were going to Idaho.
1: Yeah, so he's flying back just so that he didn't miss the classic because he had so much fun with us. Nice. And uh, I want to give a a shout out to uh, Marijuana Depot. All right. Uh, I think they're in Lacey. I'm not positive, but you could Google it. Uh, But every year they end up hooking us up with like goodie bags, like Easter baskets, as we call it, because it's Easter weekend. Yeah. With all these other fine marijuana Products and yeah. this time around, it's Marijuana Depot. So nice shout out to those guys. Uh, really, what's the guy's name that runs Marijuana Depot? It is James. So shout All out, right. James from Marijuana Depot. Thank you very much. The whole yeah. team thanks you, except for the one guy in the military. He won't touch it.
2: Yeah, he won't thank you,
1: but he'll bring a Tinder chick on the bus and she'll eventually steal people's money, dude.
2: Yeah, somebody <laughs> asked me about that last night. I was, I was uh, uh uh Alfie, a guy we had in to sit in on the podcast and uh-huh. afterwards, yeah, me and Steve are going on that trip. He's like, Is anybody gonna rob a girl again? Yeah. I was like, damn.
1: Dude, we I talked about it this morning on B J Miggs because we were talking about there was a story in the news about this guy who went on a date with a chick that they met on Tinder. She went to the bathroom, he took her purse and bolted, and then took out a bunch of money at a casino and started gambling like eight hundred dollars. So and they couldn't Jesus. And I'm like, dude, I don't know, man. I wouldn't trust anybody on Tinder. We've had an experience, and I, it had nothing to do with me. It just had to do with my buddy, our buddy, getting a chick from Tinder, and she turned out to be a thief.
2: Yeah, yeah, and that that whole thing's crazy too, right? Because yeah. like with Tinder, like you feel comfortable. Like that's not our home, or that's our bus, and it was awkward to begin with. But then yeah. it's like, right? Like you, you've never even had a drink with this girl,
1: right? This is your first date. Is hey, come hang out with me and ten other men on a bus yeah where people are doing questionable things yeah and
2: like this year we'll have like the smaller bus number one I think it'll be easier for rich to drive Yes, but number two is I don't think it will attract as much attention which I, I'm okay with
1: I I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely fine with that yeah. it, it gets a little out of control on the big bus because you just had the most random people coming on the bus and whether it be just drunk dudes or uh kleptomaniac women I, I I'm okay with not having to deal with that this time around
2: yeah, because I was telling somebody last night, like, last year with the big bus, like, because we just kind of park it near the bars and stuff. Yep. But I spent legit, like, a half hour or 40 minutes just standing across from the door because the cops were parked behind us the whole time. Yep. And just people kept coming off. He'd be like, put that beer back on there. Yep. You know? Yep, and like yep. people don't, don't be stupid. Right. Like, you don't think about it, but it's like, right, like... You step off that bus with a can of beer, and now you just have an open container.
1: Right. Yeah. It's not, you're not in New Orleans. Yeah. Or Vegas. Yeah. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. So why don't we get our heart racing, our blood pumping, and our brain functioning. And I figured this time, what better song to go with than to get more excited for the Northwest Classic.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's our jam. I figured that was going to be it. Yeah, nice. you
1: got to go with it. We're back. We them boys. We them boys. Let's get 10. We oh, I can't wait for this weekend
2: Yeah I don't think we need to be in this video.
1: I don't think it's ever too late to be in this video. Why don't we just creatively edit ourselves into the video?
2: That's what I was gonna say. Couldn't we do that? Yeah. Boys.
0: TED Talks starring the Tech
2: Uh TED Talk this week's one I've touched on before. It's just about friends. And and uh, yeah, obviously it's a personal story with Steve right here, but man, <clears throat> you could tell I'm still kind of fighting this thing was not feeling awesome last week. Yep. Steve's hosting Defy Wrestling. I said, you know what? I'm still going to go, this and that.
1: I fully anticipated that you weren't going to make it. And I and I understood because I knew that you went to a doctor and you stopped smoking weed. Therefore, yeah. Ted's sickness was legit.
2: Right. And even afterwards, right? Like, I knew Steve would be pumped. So, we went. It was a great time. And then afterwards, I had already put on my sweatpants and stuff. But Steve was like, yeah, I'm in for a beer. So, I was like, man, Steve's never up in the city. Screw it. Yeah. So, I got changed. and we went out. We had a great time. You know, I had three beers. Steve had like a oh,
1: beer Yeah, and got a, some food. A but, beer and a half.
2: Yeah. But either way, you know, sometimes just, just you know, if it's somebody, it's a buddy that you like that much, just just go ahead and go.
1: Make time for your friends. Yeah. It was awesome because after Defy, <laughs> I, I texted you. I'm like, hey, are you still around? And, I, and then I figured you wouldn't be because like I was running around like my head cut off at the end of it just saying goodbye to people. And you're like, no, I'm already back in, towards where I live when I meet up for a drink. And I'm like... I'm tired, but I'm like, yeah, actually I do. And I, yeah. <laughs> It's funny, because I texted my wife, and she was already asleep, so I didn't even need to, but I was like, I'm just going to go get a quick beer with Ted, kind of celebrate the night. I thought for sure maybe we'd like be there, and, and in my head, when I left there, I thought, oh, wait, that was a good 20 minutes together. We were at, a, at that bar for like an hour, hour and a half. Were we there that long? Yeah, we were there until they kicked I guess us so, out.
2: Right, because you walked in at like midnight, and then right, 1.30. 1- yeah, one
1: yeah, forty, I left.
2: That was the other crazy thing. It's just like me and Steve are sitting there. I'm like, when's the last time we saw a Last Call in a bar? And we weren't even like drunk because I mean, no. I had a, I literally think I had like three beers during your event. <laughs> but I was like, it was just weird. I even said to Tyler, the manager, I was like, this is weird that I'm here at Last Call, but I'm not like
3: wasted.
1: Like when the bartender said Last Call, we we took it as a very reasonable request that we needed to leave. We were like, yeah. oh come on, more right. shots. <laughs> <laughs> but the Defy Wrestling was awesome thank you to everybody who came out heard a few people chanting rock hard which was hilarious I was trying nice. to keep a straight face while I'm in the ring being the ring announcer but I'm hearing everybody and and, and man like I don't want to get super emo about what it's like to be in that but like I'm, I'm, it meant a lot to have you there Ted I saw you up in the rafters when yeah. I was in the ring I almost wanted to wave like Ted I see you but I'm like gotta act the part I'm the ring announcer. I'm the host. I'm not supposed to be geeking out because my friend is here.
2: We got to give you a secret sign. Yes. I like remember that boxing ref that would always like tap his nose or whatever. What was that like? And Carol Burnett did that. Oh, yeah. All
1: right. It shows how old I am, I guess. But
2: Good reference, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> we, the, we, them boys, and we like Carol Burnett.
1: In black and white. In black and white. <laughs> yeah. We're a black and white show. Uh, but yeah, I, I got to figure out something. But man, like being in that ring, like look in life, I think we all have our insecurities, and I definitely have many. And I always go into these things expecting the worst, and I don't know why. Because man, the fan base for Defy Wrestling makes me feel so good. It's a, a it's a, unbelievable. It's a, it's, a, it's an adrenaline rush. It's a drug that I wish we could bottle and sell. Because the minute I step out of that that curtain. This time I came out to the music of the Murder City Devils and the love that I feel. And, I, and it's a genuine, I think that the crowd, and I, I I talked to a lot of people that were there, and they're like, we love having you there because you're one of us. You love wrestling just as much as us. And you love yeah. not just WWE wrestling, but independent wrestling, which is a whole different animal. Um, yeah. As I Ted mean, learned.
2: Yeah, well, that's the thing, man, is like, you know, we do a lot of stuff together and a lot of station stuff together. So, like, how should I say this? Well, I'll just say it. So, like, I'm kind of used to being with you, and, like, you'll get some love. People show me some love. Yeah, so. yeah. But it was kind of cool, even for me, to be in an environment where, like, uh, it wasn't just, like, because you're Steve from the radio. It's, like, you're their guy. Right. You're a wrestling guy. You're one of them and stuff. And it was just, I don't it was kind of wild for a change to be just sitting up there, bird's eye view, just kind of watching people and, like, watching their reactions to you. And this It's and awesome. That.
1: Yeah. I got to give a shout out to the, the, the whole streamer club. Those guys, I mean... Do I, we I, throw
2: streamers from the top or is yeah, that just the front? All no, right.
1: do it wherever. Those yeah. guys will hook you up with some streamers if you don't have any. I yeah. mean, those guys are amazing. And I told them, I tweeted out a couple of the guys and I said, the reason why there is such a hot fan base for Defy, I don't think it goes unnoticed that those guys are like... They kind of created that, like just what they do with the streamers and how they are. It's infectious. Like the whole crowd is just, you know, it's just a, it's just a cool feeling. If you ever have a chance to go, and I know it's almost sold out already for Defy Three. That's crazy. They've already sold out all the seats. Now it's all general admission. And and Ted was in GA. It doesn't GA is not like as if you're like far away and you can't see the ring. You're on top of that ring, no matter where you are sitting. Yeah. Like, it's like four or five rows deep, and then it's GA. It's not like as if like GA is like in a distance far away place
2: no and they do a good job like there's a the bar set up yep. the other thing i gotta say too is like i never been to an independent wrestling thing uh-huh i didn't really know what to expect and like uh number one it's much more exciting than i thought it would be
1: it's so much fun it's all yeah. it's, it's not anything like the wwe no it, it's all about the action in the ring and those guys are insane
2: yeah and they're right and they're they're yelling at like audience members and stuff but you're right like like, Eddie Van Glam, right? Oh, I love him. When he's on the, the what do you call it, the turnbuckler or whatever, yeah. and the streamer guys had him covered in the rainbow stream, I was just like, that, to me, that is still the image of the night.
1: That, that was my favorite moment. Yeah. And then him, like, and I just love the improvisational skills that those guys have. A lot of stuff, like, we were fleshing out moments before we went out there. You yeah, know, not to give a whole peek behind the curtain, but, like, something as funny as, like... We're in the right before we went out there. I'm talking with Eddie, and I'm like, we're talking about his outfit because he had a really cool outfit. He was, yeah, it's his Battlemania outfit for three, two, one battle, which is happening um, next week, twenty first, twenty first. Yeah, are you gonna go? I don't know. If you, ca- I do know Cage Sport MMA is on the twenty second. All right. Well, if you if you got the time, because I'm gonna go. All right. Uh, so if you if, that'd be awesome if you could come because that's like their big one. And so he's like, I was gonna save it for Battlemania, but he's like, sold out crowd, great photographers, great video. I'm busting it out for Defy. And so we're talking about it, he goes, hey, man, what do you think about me draping the jacket on you when I take it off? And I'm like, yeah, dude. I was like, you know what would be really funny is if you put it on me. And then we fleshed out this whole idea, and then... In the ring, he's like, you want to wear it? I'm like, should I wear his jacket? And everyone's like, ah. Yeah, it looked natural. Oh, it was so much fun. We did, There was a lot of moments like that. I have so much respect for a lot of those wrestlers, man. They are so, Shane Strickland is one of my all-time favorite people. Swerve City. Swerve City, man. And the guy's an amazing performer. And then backstage, I'm talking with him, and he's giving me tips about, he's like, bro, you're like you made a huge jump from Defy One, which I thought you were really good, to Defy Two, and it's cool to feel the love not only from my fellow wrestling fans, but from the wrestlers. Like they sure, were, they see it. They respect how much enthusiasm I have because it makes them look larger than life. Yeah, you know. What I mean, my the way favorite... you chose your curse words were very well. Yes,
2: because like you can curse, because like Kenny, uh, Ken Davis, that does the ring announcement for Cage Four, right? Like I'm the MC, he does the ring announcement. Yeah. we were kind of jealous that you got to curse. Yeah
1: but also it was we cool were getting again to talk to him and meet him.
2: Yeah. yeah. It was also not, I like the way that you like punctuated some things with it, but it wasn't like over the top like you're just cursing to curse.
1: I think I used an S bomb and an F bomb <coughs> in my intro. Yeah.
2: Yeah, when you said you were kicking down that F and door, oh, I was like, yeah.
1: I love that moment. Yeah, I was fired up too. I wrote that in my head on the drive in. I nice. had a whole different spiel. I I Whenever I'm like driving, I'll just voice text myself, like yeah. ideas. And that one, as I was driving in, then it was like trying to flesh it out to make it work. And I was nervous. It was everything about it. It's so much fun. And, and I, I have so much love for everybody that comes to Defy. It's a, it, We've created something really special, like not only with the wrestlers, but with the fan base. There's like, we're all in it together, which was cool. There was a fire alarm, and that didn't even slow things down. We fire
2: all, alarm, like, right. And people just filed out. Oh, shout out to the guys on Twitter. I forgot his name. They were tweeting us all day, they were going. Oh yeah, TN? Yeah. Yeah. So during the fire alarm, he finds me outside. He's like, I got beers in the trunk. You want to go have one? I was like, Yeah. And they had Miller Lite and Red Cups because they were they thought they'd run into me. And I was like, perfect. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: I know I felt bad like, hey, where are we pre-funking? I'm like, bro, I'm not pre-funking at all. I need to prepare. Like I, I spend up and I get there at 5 p.m. from five until eight. I'm basically BSing with all the wrestlers coming up with how you want me to introduce you. Some of the wrestlers don't even have any idea of how they want to be introduced, so then we flesh something out together. Uh, so that was really cool. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite observations that D. Ted Smith had was the difference between WWE wrestling and independent wrestling is there are no gender gaps. No. Which is awesome.
2: Yeah, that one girl got beat up a lot by Avispa.
1: the sexy Mexis. Yes, Avispa. Yeah. And she's one of my favorites. Like, I saw her at a 321 lucha event a few months back, and I was in awe. Like, she is so good.
2: Yeah, that one. Well, that's the other crazy thing, right? Because the crowd is chanting curse words at some point. It's yeah. a 21 and over event. Yeah. And then I watched a woman get beat up, but <laughs> everybody's really nice, and it's just like part of the show. That's what kind of blew me away. Like, I won't lie. I was like, Kenny, is this normal? And he's like, yeah, 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 it's independent wrestling. Like, it's fine.
1: Yeah, we can cheer on a dude beating up a woman. It's I was okay. Like, All
2: right, right. But then, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just for my first time. I will lie, kind of caught me off guard. <laughs>
1: I can understand that. Yeah. I don't think about that because I'm just so used to it. I've seen women get into like bloody wrestling matches. Candice LeRae, look her up on YouTube. There's a she got into a match where her face is just bleeding to the point where she uses it to market. Like she has t-shirts with her face bloody. Yeah. She signs eight by tens where her face is bloody. I think it's so empowering for women. Like you know, not to get like I'm not Steve the Feminist, but I think it's cool that the women are just as. Much of an ass kicker to the men, and the men ass kick the women. Like there, there's no oh, I shouldn't do this because she's a woman, or she's not. Like I can't do that because he's a man and he's bigger and stronger. Quote unquote. Like a was throwing people around and just doing insane stuff off the top rope, jumping out into the crowd. It was awesome.
2: Right, and it's not just the chicks too, because sometimes when they get into the ring, forget which matchup it was. It was just like, there's no way that silly, like skinny like 160 pound dude could hurt this guy. Right. But because
1: it's wrestling You suspend all belief. Right. He's yeah. throwing them around
2: and stuff. Yep. It's like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. But I did want to mention I just I can't get over how electric that crowd was and how nice everybody was. Everybody was great. Yeah, like the just filing out on their own orderly during the fire alarm was just unbelievable.
1: And it's funny because I think if you walked into that crowd, you'd be like, I am terrified. Yeah. A, it looks like a punk rock audience. Like everybody's it looks hostile. Right. Everyone's wearing like, you know, ripped up clothes or black t-shirts. Like we all look like derelicts, right?
2: Yeah. And if you don't know, Wrestling, by the way, all the Bullet or the Lulu or with all the clubs—it looks like y'all are in a gang.
1: Yes, I know the Bullet Club. We were doing, myself and uh, Ronald McFondle, who wasn't wrestling, oh, yeah. but Josh was there. He was um, one of the—he was the main light guy for Defy that night, uh, and I think he's going to be doing it here on out. And he's very talented with lights. Um, we were like, man, if the Bullet Club could sue everybody who, because he's like Bullet Club has to be the most copped. And oh. parodied t shirt design. I mean, I do it with Lulu Club. There is Streamer Club. There is Big Cat Club. There is this club, it's that club. It's the coolest logo. But I was like, man, if they got even a dollar from every shirt that's been made parodying them, they'd be millionaires. They would never have to wrestle again. The Young Bucks would be set for life. Yeah. It's awesome. Super kicks. So maybe we need to make a Mega Cash Club shirt.
2: Hey, I will say a lot. I wore the original Mega Cash shirt. Yep. People were asking.
1: I know, I had a few people saying, hey, are you going to sell Mega Cash shirts at uh, Defy? Yeah. I know we're working on having Lulu Club shirts for the May 26th show, which is Defy 3, Swerve City. Swerve taking on John Morrison. You might remember him from the WWE's Johnny Mundo and Lucha Underground. So, I don't know, maybe we'll have to... And Leo's
2: coming back, too. Yes.
1: Leo Rush. Leo and Swerve put on probably the best match I've ever seen. highlight. It was unbelievable. Yeah. It was good that they had intermission after that, because I almost said that on stage, but I didn't want to... It wasn't out of disrespect to the other wrestlers, it was out of respect to them. But I was like, there's nobody that can follow that match.
2: No, literally literally that's what me and Kenny were talking about. Yeah. Like that match was so good. I was like, they gotta take it in. Like you just texted me and then you came out and went, We're gonna take an intermission. We were like, Yeah, you gotta take a break after
1: that. Yeah, it's time. not fair to any uh, any other wrestler to go on after that. No. It, it, unfair expectations. All right, why don't we All take right. a quick break when we come back? Um I wanna talk about my WrestleMania weekend at AJ Francis's yeah. house because I had an insane experience. With uh, Brent Grimes from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
2: Yeah, and you hinted at it, but you still haven't told me.
1: I, I'm so excited to share this story with you. It's right. it's one of the coolest stories, and it's only going to make you love Brent Grimes even more if you don't already love him. Nice. All right, the Mega Cast will be back.
0: Thank God for Ghosts and Ted and Steve. The Mega Cast will be back.
3: God some possible new slogans for united
2: airlines if you weren't afraid to fly before you will be now we put the hospital in hospitality just imagine how we treat your luggage keep your feet out of the aisle we need dragging room united airlines now serving punch welcome to our new fight club and express checkout service we'll beat any price and beat any customer you carry on we carry off Early boarding, late boarding, water boarding, it's all the same to us. Board as a doctor, leave as a patient. This has been possible new slogans for United Airlines.
0: Don't worry, mega family. It's gonna be alright. The mega cast is back. Then
3: we go, gonna be alright. Right. We're gonna be alright. We're gonna be alright. We're gonna be all right. We're gonna be all right, huh? We're gonna be all right. We gonna be alright we are going to be alright we are right. Do you hit me? Do you feel me? We gonna be all right. We gonna be
1: all right. Uh, we're gonna be all right, Ted.
2: That might still be my favorite Kendrick song. It's a good one. Yeah,
1: it's a really good one.
2: Dope video too.
1: Um, so when I went to Orlando and got to spend time hanging out at AJ Francis's house, uh, the, the few things I, I I texted you one of the nights we were out going to get dinner and. He's playing me—A.J. Francis is not only a great football player, obviously, he's in the NFL. He's a a star for the Terps. He's now on the Washington Redskins. Um, He's also a great podcaster with his wrestling podcast called Jobbing Out, very knowledgeable about wrestling. He was great to work alongside when we did WrestleMania Radio Row. Just, it was fun to have him there. And at one point, I even pulled him aside before, like, I was like, hey, man— let me know if it bothers you that I bring up the fact that you're in the NFL. He goes, no, I wouldn't feel comfortable saying it to these wrestlers, but I like that you do because I feel, and the reason why I would bring it up is I felt like it would endear the wrestlers to us because it's like, yeah, you're a superstar in the world of wrestling, but I have a guy who plays in the NFL. So, yeah, and it's, it's mutual kind of, respect.
2: Right, Exactly. So, I mean, look, even me and you, right? If we're out a bar talking to people, and then somebody else is like, "Oh, well, I actually work in TV or radio," like you're, yeah. we're automatically going to be more inclined to, to open up
1: more. Yeah, excited to talk to them because yeah, so like a pro okay. athlete's a pro athlete. So I, I really did think that had a lot of helped with the success of all the interviews. We had a great time. So now we're driving around in his car, and he's playing this music, and I'm like, "Oh, this I like this." And he's like, "Oh, it's me." I'm like, "Excuse me." And he goes by the he has a, he's working on a new record or his first debut record. All it's right. called Frank. And the C is a sense sign, which is kind of cool. So, uh, originally it was going to be franchise, but he realized someone else is using that for Francis, franchise, but... Yeah, like Stevie Francis? Yeah, so he's going with Frank. Franchise. That's going to be his rap He's name. a turt,
2: man. He knows Steve Francis
1: is the only franchise in Maryland history. All right, well, then he, he learned. And he's playing me some of the stuff, and it's on SoundCloud, and it's freaking really good. All right. Now he's playing me this other song, and I'm looking at the label on his... Like on the readout on his stereo, and it says Stitches. Mm, my and, man Stitches. And I'm like, Is that Stitches? I put a brick in your face, st- Stitches. He goes, Yeah, man. I met him. He heard my stuff and he goes, I want to rap on it. I didn't even have to pay him to rap on it. I'm like, What? So I, that's when I texted you. I'm like, Bro, I got to get a copy of it. He's put out a couple of his other songs, and they're really good, but the song he did with Stitches is freaking amazing. All right. And it's just, it's freaking Stitches. Quick, I, that's insane that he has a song with Stitches. Quick side note, um, Rachel Barley, one of our new rock girls, who- I'm She was have, just down there with Stitches. She was she flew to Orlando to be in his music video.
2: Yeah, I know. I saw that the other day. She posted like, Orlando Stitches, and I was just like,
1: I, it, <laughs> I don't understand. How does everyone that I know know Stitches? How do we I get to know, know Stitches? Right?
2: <laughs> I mean, right? I just stumbled on that guy because of Vice. Like, to the point where, like, on my podcast, people were emailing in, like, enough with the Stitches stuff, guys. Like, right. we're tired of it.
1: Yeah. So, it's funny that I, yeah. I spent a weekend, and then the next weekend, one of our rock girls is telling us how she's down there and hanging out with Stitches. And I saw a picture on her Snapchat. It's like, <laughs> I think he has, like, a strip club in his basement. Like, yeah, I'm not shocked by that. Right. And there's... And at one point she she shared this picture, and it's the stripper pole surrounded by guns. And I'm like, this does not seem like a very good environment for you, Rachel.
2: Hey, I mean, stitches is not. He doesn't care. No. I mean, I can't get over it, right pricking your face. I mean, just we. I love selling blow, <laughs> selling blow. So also, it just proves the point too. Like you know, like, when you see people and you're like, oh, like that guy's a jackass or whatever. It's like you might think he's a jackass, but. It gets, a, it gets chicks.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. The, she was sending out snaps of the other girls that were there with her. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I need to thing about selling blow.
2: Yeah, no kidding.
1: So I'm listening to some of the stuff that aged And honestly, we like- We
2: would be terrible drug dealers.
1: We'd be the worst. Yeah. We would never sell it. We would just be giving it away to people.
2: Yeah, or like, just awesome. get us next week.
1: Yeah. You know? I trust you. Yeah. Yeah, you haven't paid me in six years. I trust you.
2: Right. And then the big dog would be like, hey, Steve, Ted, where's the money? They, uh, I don't
1: know. I don't know, but I got a joke to tell you. Right? We better go hurt that guy. We hurt? Wait, we have to use these guns? Yeah. Can't we just like get one of those Nerf guns? Like the ones that have the, the little, little balls at virtual sports that kind of hurt?
2: Right, can we just scare them?
1: Yeah. Like maybe hit him in the head with it? Yeah. I don't want to shoot anybody. Yeah. That seems aggressive for a drug dealer. Right? <laughs> We're your friendly neighborhood drug dealer. Yeah, we're just here for fun times. Yeah, I mean, if you really want someone that's more aggressive, then talk to Stitches. He seems to know some people. Yeah,
2: get a real drug dealer, dude. What do you think we we're going to do? Right,
1: you picked us. Right? It's, do you not listen to us? We call ourselves the Disciples of Fun.
2: That would be a funny thing too, because like, with selling, especially if we sold cocaine, it's like, let me get this straight. You two didn't do any. No, we don't. We we don't touch
1: that stuff. No, we're terrified of it.
2: But you still have no money because you gave it all away. Well, yes.
1: Yeah, but uh, we want to make sure people have fun when they're around us. It was an epic party. Yeah, I mean. People were pumped. Yeah.
2: Stitches was there.
1: Stitches, and he wrote us a song. Right? Steven Ted give you a blow away for free. Right. We love giving it away for free. Uh, we don't make a dime. We'd be the worst. Right? Um, so I'm hanging out with AJ, and... He's like, oh, yeah, I got a couple more people that are going to be coming by. I met, ah, uh, oh, man, I can't remember his crap. I met one, a dude that plays for the New York Giants, which was, it was, right. it was also real. Like, and they, uh, man, it's, it's fun when you're with somebody that is their friend and you get to see the real side, not the guard is up or I don't know if I can trust you because I don't know you. Couldn't be cooler guys, right? Obviously, we know AJ and he's awesome. Then all of a sudden, who shows up is Brent Grimes from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and his son. So we're hanging out and we're just playing Rock Band, doing some things, and all of a sudden everyone's like, "We got to go outside." This is like midnight. I'm like, "What, what are we going to do outside?" Like, "What? We got to go take out this uh, beehive." I'm like, "What?" what? they like, "Yeah, it's a beehive," and I'm like, "So why now?" Well, I just thought about it. Okay, so all of us go outside, and now we're how look, big is his yard? This is out in the front deck. All right, his his yard is. He had like a pond in the jar, which apparently has a bunch of gators. Yeah, it's Florida. Right, which I, I was like, I'm not going anywhere near that. That's a whole other story. But yeah. if we have time, I'll tell you about that as well. But so now we're outside and they like, okay, we got to get these beehives off of like the, like, that are like connected now to the house. All right. I'm like, okay. Why are we. This
2: isn't AJ. Brent has this
1: idea. This is, I don't know who came up with the idea. I went to change because we just got back. And all of a sudden, everyone's like, we need to go outside. Kill these bees. Right. I'm like, all right. So we go outside. So now we have um, AJ has a broom. Brent has the hose. And I'm like- You
2: don't have spray?
1: No.
2: Jesus Christ. This is not going to end well.
1: That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, why are we doing this at midnight? Why does this have to happen? What what is going to happen in the next six hours that we can't do it tomorrow morning?
2: Because you can't kill bees until you got a buzz on. Apparently.
1: So now we're outside and Brent takes charge. All right. And it's fun to watch, you know, leaders lead. And he's very apparently a leader. He doesn't need to lead with his mouth. He just leads by actions. And I had so much it was Respect. Yeah, a ton of respect for the guy. Like I already dug him. He was super cool, super friendly, nice dude. But man, at that moment I was like, I am the president of the Brent Grimes fan club. I'm buying a Brent Grimes jersey based on just this experience alone. So he grabs the hose and just sprays it at the f- like high pressure, sprays it at the beehive. The hive goes down. All right. There is, but now the bees have to be swarming. Right. And it was a small hive, but there's still some bees in it, including a big mamba-jamba-looking bee. Yeah, queen. And I'm like, oh, sweet Jesus. And I'm right next to Brent while this is going on, and I'm like, I kick myself for not filming this. Like, the whole time we laughed afterwards, we're like, we should have been filming this and we should add the music. Bobby Roode's glorious to be played in the background as this is going on because this was such a glorious moment. All right. So the B goes down. Brent, without even missing a beat, and I don't even know if he put his hands on the banister of the, the fence around the, the, the front deck, hops it. And Brent's not super tall. He's about your height, I think. All right. But he can jump the height, his own height. He could probably jump over me. It was ridiculous watching this guy. So he just hops over this, this high, like the fence is like probably about, I don't know, four feet high, maybe three and a half. How far is the drop from the deck? No, the, the deck was minor. It was like, I, I only call it a deck, a patio more than anything. It was All like, right. You know what I mean? So now he goes from the outside of the patio, jumps over onto the, over the fence and is now right there, him against the beehive and All just right. stomps it. Stomped it? Wow. Okay, I'm not crazy for thinking that this no. is this is insane. And How I'm, is he not getting stung? I don't know. He had shoes on. No, but I mean... I know. They're buzzing. They got to be buzzing around it. Like I said, it wasn't a big beehive, so there wasn't a ton of bees, but there was enough. He took it all out in one fell swoop. Damn. And I'm looking at this, and we're all looking at it. So it's not just me. It's not just you. It's AJ. It's, it's Glenn. It's Aaron. It's the whole crew. It's this guy Jeff as well. Good dude. And we're all like, what in the hell? Like, it was beehive goes down, hops over. S- like, basically when he lands, he's stomping on the beehive. And I'm just like, Damn. so we're all laughing and like, oh my gosh, adrenaline rush. And this is the greatest moment. He just looks at all of us and goes, sometimes you just got to be a savage. All right. Hop things and jump on S. That's what's the quote. I wrote it down. Sometimes you got to be a savage. Yeah, So yeah, right there, see? Sometimes you gotta be a savage, hop things, and jump, jump on us. On. Like, even Aaron Oster, from part of the Jobbing Out crew, he tweeted it out that night. Like, we, for the rest of that night, that was the motto. Sometimes you gotta be a savage. I like that. I know. I feel like that should be like our, you know, how like, like, stay beautiful for the men's room. Yeah. Is how you end the show. Uh, Mixed cast, stay positive. I feel like for us... Thank you for listening. And sometimes you gotta, gotta be, be a savage. savage. So be a savage, everybody. Yeah, I like it. It was amazing, bro. I wish you were there. I wish you were there to witness That's this. Awesome. It was so insane. Like, and now we're running hot. Yeah, and it's midnight. And it's midnight. So we go back and play guitar band, and I suck at it. All right but it was it was fun dude that was that was a great time we had a, we, we had a blast I, I I just it's not like an insane story but it's an insane story uh, pro
2: athletes are just such a higher level of athlete
1: next level yeah and the guy was pissing not pissing me off like legit jokingly pissing me off it didn't matter what we were doing Brent Grimes was awesome at it yeah it just That's just shocking yeah like guitar band or a rock band he's on expert on guitar playing songs and it's like what how in the hell are you able to play that or singing? sings smooth voice no kidding oh it was awesome it was fun i had a, it was a great time that's awesome dude it's,
2: it looked like a great trip
1: sometimes you got to be a savage
2: yeah and that should be our thing i like that yeah sometimes you got to be a savage
1: ten and i are doing this weekend i think we got to do savage stuff i don't know what that means and it could get us into trouble but we got to do savage stuff yeah i'm with you killing some beehives
2: maybe that's our whole thing our savage stuff is just like random like it's just like a bud uh, <laughs> you know uh chicken wing bones like, we just did some savage ass, dude. (laughs) Dude,
1: That should be, we should tweet at some point. I don't know if we want to do it on our Twitter or maybe we take over the Donkey Hockey Twitter page. I think it's just at Tacoma Donkeys. Just knock over a garbage pail. Hashtag savage.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and and if you guys are losing a game or one of the games you're losing.
1: (laughs) which probably is going to happen. Chug a beer, savage.
2: (laughs) Chug a beer, or just, I don't know, if it's a cool team, just talk to one of the dudes and be like, look, when you skate in front of me, I got to check you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to trip you. Yeah. Because sometimes I got to be a savage.
2: Yeah, no kidding, right?
1: (laughs) So, And hey, tweet us. If you ever do anything savage, tweet us at the Megacast.
2: If it's aggressively savage, just... Keep it legal.
1: Right. Yeah. Like, let's, let's you know, let, let's work within the confines of the law.
2: Right. Don't hurt yourselves.
1: <laughs> right. We don't want you to get arrested. All right. Why don't we take a break? When we get back, um, you know, if we have a time, uh, it's a bummer, man. Charlie Murphy passed away right before we yeah. started this podcast. It'd be kind of fun to just re- reminisce and, and go back in time to one of the greatest moments on the Chappelle show. All right. With Charlie Murphy. Nice. And if we have other stuff, we'll we'll be savages about it. Savage.
0: Savage. And the Mega Cast gets back. It's time for us to seal the deal and boogie. Whatever the f- that means, but we will be back. Real, seal the deal and let's boogie for the ride.
1: This is your captain from the flight deck. Uh, Thank you for flying United Airlines. We're now at a uh, cruising altitude of shut the hell up uh, with an expected arrival time of whenever I get around to it. Uh, The fasten seatbelt sign is on, so don't even think about it. And smoking, of course, is never allowed. So don't make me come back there. Uh, we do have three complimentary movies to choose from, including the classic comedy, Airplane. please, let me
3: handle this. Calm
1: down, now. get back to your seat. A Brad Pitt, uh, selection. You do not talk about Fight Club. Or Harrison Ford in Air Force One. Get off my plane. But that guy, he's fine. We did get him home. We got him on another flight on uh, Spirit Airlines.
3: Jello <laughs> 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 Beats. Get at me. And chew on some hot, hot.
2: Like I took this, I see when I. Sh- boys. Like you seen him twirl and he drop uh-huh. And we keep the mode To my block uh-huh. And my take he fit on him He done dropped uh-huh. And Trigger. we be wild and he's some hot uh-huh. Tones known to get dizzy with him uh-huh. Try to run down and you can catch sh
0: uh-huh. Welcome back to Hot Toys DJ Smith Savages Steve The Megacast
1: Couple savages right here
2: Yeah we got to get, get that 21 Savage for the trip, since we're savages. Yes. Right?
1: We got to work on a playlist for the weekend. Pulling all these rappers' cards. <laughs> we might have to work into uh. I got to get it. They got eight. no heart, Steve. I don't... What is that from?
2: That's that guy's song, No oh, Heart. All right. Yeah, I, yeah, you lost me. Grew up in these streets without no heart. <laughs> it's a gr- I like that guy. He raps so slow. You can understand every lyric. Yeah. I'm like, learn it.
1: Yeah, I, it's funny. Like when we were, like AJ was like playing a lot of his rap songs, and he was like kind of giving me a behind the music of of the lyrical content. And I'm like, yeah. bro, man, I don't ever really pay attention to lyrics. I just kind of like the beat. But okay, <laughs> you know? yeah. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I have no, I have no clue. Like a lot of the stuff you're saying is going right over my head.
2: Yeah. Well, that's like we talked about bad and bougie forever. And then I finally just like sat down and listened to it. I was like, oh, I get it now. Yeah, yeah. But you got to really listen to the references and it makes a little more sense.
1: Well, And he was telling me about like, he was playing somebody, I can't remember who. And he's like, I never bothered to question sometimes like these like, weird relates that the rappers or the rappers or even anyone like lyrically like that's in a younger generation and he's like oh yeah. that that he said that because it's based off of a cartoon character that is fully <laughs> bald and that's why you're saying that the girl is as clean shaven as blah 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 and i'm like you know honestly i would have just con- accepted that i didn't understand what the hell you were talking about i didn't know that there was actually a, a really witty clever relate to that
2: yeah and th- and sometimes man like that's just stuff that old people do. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but just like, oh, these rap songs now don't make any sense. It's like, no, you just don't get their references. At all. Right? Like, they're not just putting words together.
1: Right. They're not making up names. Like- yeah,
2: and trust me, I'm guilty of it, too. Like, we sat here and we're ripping on that Panda song. Didn't realize it
1: was about a scary dude. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or amigos means amigos.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, like, I'm guilty of it, too. But yeah. it, it, it is funny. I just, especially you see it on Facebook and stuff sometimes. And it's like. Yeah, we we're just older. We don't get the references. It doesn't mean that they're talking nonsense.
1: And then some of the situations, some of the references are based off of like television shows they were watching as kids growing up. Yeah. So I don't know anything about these cartoons that a twenty-something-year-old dude that's writing now hip-hop songs is relating to. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) It's silly, but it's like I get like I can listen to Paul's boutique. And know every reference that they're talking about because I grew up at the same time as the Beastie Boys,
2: right? So exactly. I get the references. I mean, even for our age group, like I guarantee you, there's a lot of people who have no idea who Rod Carew is.
1: Yeah, well, like Carol Burnett. Yeah. Earlier, I mean, that was I was stretching. That on was that savage,
2: one. bro. It was sometimes that was you some got savage s fans. Sometimes
1: you just got to be savage, you know? Hop things and jump on s. Hashtag I've, Carol Burnett.
2: <laughs> Which I can't spell, so we shouldn't hashtag that.
1: We'll sound it out. Burnett. Is it two T's or one T's? Is it two R's? Is it two N's? I don't know. Um... Oh, I was talking about how I I was when we were in the break. I told you how, like, you know, we were bummed that we didn't get to film that savage moment by Brent Grimes. But then there was a moment of almost like, oh my god, we do have it on video because AJ's got security cameras that are motion sensors. So as we're all reminiscing about how awesome that moment was at like 1 a.m., AJ's like, I got security cameras and it's linked up to my phone. We're like. Bro, and I'm freaking out, I'm like, send it to me, I'll edit it tonight, we'll get that video up, it's going to be a viral hit, Brent Grimes is a savage. And then we realize, oh, it's motion detector, and most of the stuff that happened, happened outside of the motion detector window.
2: Do you know what section of Orlando he lived in?
1: He basically lives right next door to Disney World, I'm not even joking, you have to drive through Disney World to get to AJ's house. Nice. He can see the fireworks from his house.
2: Yeah, and like I asked you Friday night, I was like, well, which park, Steve? You're like, I don't know. And I was like, well, they shoot fireworks off at a a lot of the parks every night. I I have no idea. Animal Kingdom's the only one that doesn't have them Uh because they have animals.
1: Oh, that would scare the animals. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I have no idea, but I was very jealous of that. I was like, man, this is amazing.
2: Disney World, sorry, just a quick aside. Mm -hmm. And I won't say who this person is, but somebody I know through like Sounder stuff.
1: Is it Mickey? (laughs) Oh, hey. It's Mickey. Or is it? Minnie, who's on my watch
2: oh look at that uh he's a guy that works like, either way he's not a guy that i would ever pick and be like he uh like he's gonna buy into the disney magic and stuff right you know I mean, he's very adult about his thoughts and this and that and he's a super super smart guy like he doesn't say anything that he hasn't really kind of thought out or back it up but he's been in disney world for like the last few days and even he's like Like, he's going to Universal because he's excited, but he's like, man, leaving Disney World feels odd now that I've been here for a few days. Yeah. Like, they are so good at it, and I get it. It's a giant corporation, this and that. Disney World is kind of like the Kennedys. Like, generally, it's stuff I would be against, but I have a soft spot for them, so I love them.
1: Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. It's funny that you talk about that because I'm... My wife, you know, I give her all the credit. Like, She is so willing to be patient with me and my dumb things that I love to do, like go to Orlando for a weekend just to go to WrestleMania.
2: That's a long flight from here, too. Oh,
1: it was so long. So long. Like, thank God for Netflix allowing you to now download movies onto the app. so you you fly
2: through Houston or Atlanta?
1: Houston, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it was just brutal. But, you know, she puts up with all that and never, like, Causes a fuss, like you know. I know that she doesn't necessarily want me to leave town and leave her for a weekend just to go watch wrestling. But she gets that it's important to me. Or leave town for a weekend to go play hockey in Spokane and do you know an excessive amount of drinking and savage stuff that we will be doing this upcoming weekend. But she's savages. She's patient. She had one rule. She's like, I don't care what you do in Orlando. If you step foot in Disney World, you and I have problems. Ooh, and you know how like. Like AJ went to Disney World on, I think, Saturday afternoon with Brent and his kid, and you know, I was like, oh, man. But I wonder luckily I had tickets to go to a wrestling event, an indie show in, 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 in town. But like I was like, Do I go? You're so close. Right? I mean so like minutes away from Disney World. With yeah. a guy who lives minutes from Disney World who Wants to go because he loves Disney World. He's got the pass and everything. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, do I go? Do I not tell her? So, long story short, I went. No, I'm kidding. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't well, go. I was
2: going to say, you could have gone and not gone to the, one of the parks. You could have just gone to like the
1: boardwalk or. Yeah, we went to like Universal. We went to like the bar area. Yeah. And that was fun. We played mini golf. I'm very proud to say that I might be the only mini golfer that could have two hole in ones. Ooh. And still come in last place of four dudes.
2: What is going on? How many snowmen did you have on that card, Steve?
1: Bro, I was, it was bad. It was bad. Damn. And I had to buy a round of drinks.
2: I will say this. Disney World, they got rid of it. They used to have the most badass thing uh, in downtown Disney. Mm-hmm. It was an island, right, that just like was kind of cut off. Because, you know, they have all those little fake. Well, you don't know. You didn't go in. But they have all these canals. Or did I? They've no, dug sorry. and stuff. So downtown Disney. God, what was it called? I forget the name of it. They got rid of it now. But it had like fifteen bars on this island, right? And you had to be eighteen to get on, twenty one to drink. But when you were on, it was like every night was New Year's Eve with confetti and a no. countdown at midnight, and they had like a com they had a couple comedy clubs. They had like a rock and roll club, BET had a club. There was like girls walking around with syringes of jello shots. What? This was years ago. Were
1: they dressed as hot versions of Mini?
2: No, but they definitely look cute. I mean, it was like the most adult thing in Disney World ever.
1: I didn't even know that kind of stuff existed. In Disneyland, there's really nowhere to drink.
2: Right, Disneyland, you got to go to California Adventure to get a beer.
1: Right, or I guess that secret room, the Fifty One Club, or whatever it's called.
2: Yeah, but nobody's getting in that.
1: No, you got to know someone who knows someone.
2: Yeah, so they. I got, bet
1: AJ could get in there. They Maybe, got rid- I bet Stitches could get in there. Stitches could get in. Yeah, Rachel Barley too.
2: They got rid of the island, which I don't blame them, because it just was attracting like it was just attracting people that just wanted to get
1: wasted and then be in a park with a bunch of kids.
2: Right, it's not really Disney World's thing, but right. it, it was one of the cooler things I ever saw. The only problem was they got rid of it. The only time I was on it, I was 19, so I couldn't drink.
1: Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that would be fun. It it was a lot of fun. I love the idea of every night is New Year's Eve. Yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like, imagine if we started, like, opened up a club and it's just called New Year's Eve and every night is New Year's Eve in the club. Dude. I, I feel like that place would be hopping.
2: It would be. The only problem is now, though, man, you know, you go to a lot of clubs, and they have confetti cannons all the time. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, that's just a part of the EDM world. It's, so it's like, it's a
1: confetti cannon. It's not, like, every band has them. Now, like, a band plays a showbox, they got a confetti gun. Yeah.
2: Well, the other crazy thing about that island they had was that, was it called Pleasure Island? That might have been what it was hmm. called. Uh Was that, is all this confetti- That'd be a great strip club name. Pleasure Island? Yeah. Yeah. All the confetti you can imagine, right, for this countdown, and everybody's in the street chanting, and then the next day when you got there, you couldn't find a piece of confetti. Spotless. Right, because it's Disney.
1: So, I mean, they cleaned the crap out of it every night. Oh, it's always like, I remember last time we went to Disney World, granted, different, but as we were leaving, it was closing, and you see the crew coming. Yeah. And it's like, whoa. Wherever
2: you're at, at a Disney park, there's always a trash can within 12 feet of you. Because they did the research and figured out 12 feet is the maximum people will walk to throw away something. Really? So wherever you are at the park, like on Main Street USA or something, within 12 feet is a trash can. Genius. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's great.
2: Like when you walk down Main Street USA. That's US- like some
1: John Taffer science. Yeah, right when now.
2: you walk down Main Street USA, you just, you're just you overwhelmed with this like kind of feeling of being a child and this and that. And they legit... Pump in fake smells of cookies being cooked. What? Yes, because you don't think about it, but psychologically, it reminds you of being a child and being like somewhere nice for their like a where, mom or somebody's making you cookies. Where did you learn all this stuff?
1: Is there a documentary I
2: can watch? Oh, you could find. Uh, you got to go online to find a bunch of this stuff. But I mean, my my uncle, who we call Mickey, is a Disney <laughs> freak. So we we know. I know way too many Disney f- Disney facts.
1: <laughs> I like that he's such a Disney enthusiast that he's like, yeah, you can nickname me Mickey because I want to be the top dog. He is all right you're not he's not called goofy no he, no 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 he's not called you know whoever else
2: everybody in the family has names
1: right what's yours
2: Simba <laughs> why are you looking at me like I should know I mean I'm a grown man that wears ana Matata shirts I just can't wait to be king I mean you know me Steve I'm purely a Simba
1: all right Simba
2: and every time I go you can every park I go to there's always like the guest services and they will take any request you have. Uh-huh. So they're always like, can we help you with something? I'm always like, yeah. So, love Simba. There's not a young Simba character walking around. Could we could we get that hooked up? And they're always like, we'll take... They're so nice about it, but I know in their mind they have to be like, what is he... Why is he
1: asking us for Simba? Grown man asking for Simba. Yeah. What would be my Disney name then? that <sighs> Pooh? Pooh? I mean... <laughs>
2: You could be. I think you're a little more active than like. I don't know if I look at you and go, "Oh, it's Pooh Bear."
1: (laughs) Pooh and Simba, the MegaCast where we get savage. Oh,
2: that should be our rap names. Pooh
1: and Simba. Pooh and Simba. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what. I mean, we'll throw it out to the MegaCast people. All right, we know you're you're Simba. What Disney character should I be?
2: I mean, you know, part of it, Steve's got to come from you. I feel Pooh. All right, you know what? You're Pooh. I like Pooh. Yeah, you want to be Pooh? I want to poo. be Pooh. I don't, you know, last time we had like 30 some Smiths. I don't know if we have a Pooh. Oh. You, you're in. Then I could be part of the Smith crew. The only problem is you do have a wife, whereas Pooh doesn't have a counterpart. Mm. So it's kind of nice. At one point I had a Nala, but I got rid of her. And then I remember <laughs> I got an email from my aunt that was like, How's Nala? And I was like, Oh, we're not dating anymore. It's just, Sam was on his own again.
1: <laughs> my wife could be Tigger. <laughs> That brings up weird memories, though. The one time when we went to Disneyland and we're taking pictures with Pooh and Tigger, and Tigger was being very flirtatious with my wife.
2: Well, I mean, come on, man. You know how Tiggers are.
1: Yeah, we almost had to throw fists. I was getting pissed. Oh man, Tigger, Tigger, about to see them hands. Like, relax. Like, get your arm off of my wife.
2: I seen uh, Baloo the big bear do that once at Animal Kingdom
1: to a girl. (laughs) I wonder how often that does that happen. Like, like I laughed it off, but like the guy was being like a little, like not like pervy. But like, okay, get your hand, like, all right, enough. Like, you're, you're being funny, huggy Tigger, like, enough. Like, yeah. Even Pooh looked like he was getting a little awkward about the whole situation. Like, ah, uh, Tigger sometimes does what Tigger wants. I mean, I can't help you.
2: That's what I'm saying. Tiggers yeah. do what Tiggers do.
1: How often do you think, like, like, altercations happen with, like, patrons of the theme park and the mascots?
2: I think it happens more than we think, just because, like... People don't know, right? Mm-hmm. The, the closest one I've seen, right? So, sorry, I turned this into a Disney thing. No,
1: park. I'm loving this. This is fascinating to me. Yeah.
2: I, I don't, we never really talk Disney. Like, I am so obsessed with the parks. I don't like watch the movies and stuff anymore, but I love the parks.
1: I, I, I've i only been to the park a couple of times, but I absolutely love the park. That's why I find it so interesting, and you know so much.
2: Yeah. I mean, dude, I, I'd almost be like, let me go with you guys and show you how it's done.
1: So I like, would love that, and I know Sid would love it, too.
2: So, like, one thing you can do is go to character breakfast, right? Or, like, a character meal, so like that means like while you're eating, specifically you've made there's uh, this reservation or what do they call it? like priority seating or something like they don't have they don't have Disney, they don't have reservations technically. Uh huh. So the characters you know which cast of characters, so they'll come up to your table and they mess around with you and stuff. So my family mostly bald, but they're psychos about baseball caps. Right? You don't touch another Smith's hat. You certainly don't put it on like you don't like they're weird about it. Okay. So my cousin Tim. We're sitting there at character dinner, right? Right, of, you know, Timmy, Tommy, Teddy. And uh, Chip and Dale come by. I don't remember if it was Chip or Dale, but one of them's kind of joking around. We're all laughing, and boom, he grabs the hat right off my cousin's head. Uh-oh. So my cousin has this look of like, I can't believe Chip's touching my hat. Can't believe he took it off my head. And he's like kind of dancing around with it. <laughs> and then he just kind of like, he didn't spike it, but he just kind of tossed it on the table. And it landed in a Sunday,
1: So it's got, like, whipped (laughs) cream. And, like, hot fudge.
2: Yes! And I swear to God, for a minute, I was like, he's going to take a swing at Chipper Dale. (laughs) Wow! So that's what I'm saying. Like, I think altercation... Like, that Tigger guy probably thought he was being really funny. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I I saw somebody once almost, like, kind of get too close to Snow White. And she was kind of like, ooh, like, (laughs) back off. So I think stuff happens just because you just forget, like... That's not really a princess. Like it's right. a real person inside. That's not of it.
1: a lovable chipmunk. It's some dude that might not necessarily be a decent guy. He, right. Just right. Got he some... doesn't
2: know. He's just messing with your hat.
1: Right. He you didn't know? know the backstory of the Smith family and their, and their obsession with hats.
2: Yeah, I don't think he meant to spike it into the Sunday. But it's like he's wearing gloves and he basically just has three furry fingers. Like he's not holding on to things
1: the best. <laughs> well, it's been a touching tribute to Charlie Murphy. Oh, it has. <laughs> it's a bummer. I, I uh, just read that right before we started. I was like, "Ah, oh, that's sad." I know you've had Charlie Murphy on your on the men's room, right? We did. It didn't go well. <sighs> it's okay. I mean, no, it didn't. Like, we never booked him because I've always heard horror stories about him as a guest.
2: Yeah, he just he just didn't want to do it. Yeah, you know,
1: isn't that weird? When like yeah. it's like, well, why wouldn't you want to be promoting your show? I guess this is not really a very touching tribute then, but...
2: No, it's not. I mean, yeah. look, but he was hilarious on
1: Chappelle's show. Oh, I just wanted... That's why I wanted to talk about it. 57 years old, unfortunately, lost his battle to leukemia, and... Um, that is sad. Yeah, 57. I mean, whether or
2: not he was nice to us on a radio show, besides that, like, that just sucks. 57. Right. I mean,
1: leukemia. who knows what kind of day he was having. I yeah. mean, you, you never know, or maybe he's just on guard because he just expects every radio person to only want to talk about the Chappelle show, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I can understand why sometimes comics come in a little apprehensive, but... You, you wish that they wouldn't, because not every radio show is out to attack you.
2: No, and I mean, look, I do stand-up comedy, but comics are a funky bunch.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, feel it, feel it. Yeah. Those vibrations. Ooh. another I relate. it. Another relate for the 30-somethings and 40-somethings out there.
2: Oh, uh, but I, I, mean, wondered, I missed that for a second.
1: Yeah, Marky Mark. Marky Mark, all right. Uh, I wanted to share that one of the Say greatest- Say hello to your mother for me. <laughs> <laughs> I want to share one of my favorite moments, uh, and of course, we are going back to the Chappelle show. But that's really what put Charlie Murphy 100%. on the mat, and it was the story when he talked about Prince beating him in basketball. Oh, so uh, let's uh, let's listen to this, and then we'll uh, wrap up the, the mega cast.
3: I kind of learned something today. Don't they never judge a book by its cover. This cat can ball, man. He was getting rebounds like Charles Barkley, smashing his dad, Super J. I mean, it wasn't even like it was close. It was a landslide victory.
1: And let's not forget, uh, Prince is five foot two.
3: Oh,
2: it's my favorite line from that. do you have it in there? I'm not sure. Oh, it's just at the end. Game, blouses. Oh
1: yes. I love the, the when they reenact it. That one, I miss the Chappelle show. Chappelle show is shows. great.
2: And the way those you know, Chappelle always talks about that Charlie just started telling these stories. Right. And then they were like, all right, we gotta put them in
1: the show. And let's recreate these moments. Yeah.
3: Game. Blouses. I was there, I seen it. You don't believe me? You think I'm making it up? You think I'm trying to, uh, you know, enhance the story because I'm involved? i trying to give myself an excuse for losing because I'm telling you a story about... Prince, I dare you to challenge Prince to the game of ball one-on-one. Challenge him. Alright? And let, make sure your people is there to see the game. Because you might get embarrassed. Trust me. Alright, he beat your basketball and then what happened? After it was all over, he took us in the house to serve his pancakes.
2: <laughs> that is so
1: weird. You got your ass handed to you in basketball, and then he you serves your pancakes.
2: Yeah, and the reason he says game blouses is because the, in the setup when he tells that story, is like they get some athletic gear, and it's like, are you and the revolution going to change? And they're like, no. So it's like, all right, I guess it's shirts versus blouses.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, both of them no longer with us. It's crazy.
2: Yeah, you know, I saw Prince once. It was awesome. You saw him live? Yeah.
1: Where?
3: Uh-oh.
2: Here in Seattle. Yeah. I almost hate to tell you. At the show box.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I almost went was, to that show. I, I, that my ticket f- fell through, and I, I remember being like, I'm not even a big Prince fan. I love Purple Rain, but I, I love a couple songs off of Purple oh, Rain. Oh, I bit the bullet and paid for it. Uh, how much did that set you back? It
2: was like 250 or 300 bucks. Worth it? Yes. Okay. It was worth it to see him in that small venue. Yeah. And it was an awesome show. But Prince, I don't know. Prince never had that huge effect on me that it had seemed to have
1: on everybody else. Me either, but yeah. I respect the, how talented he was, and there's, a, there's yeah. definitely like you know a handful of songs that I would be like, yeah, I 100% agree that these are classic songs.
2: Yeah, and I mean, I just for me too, like when he was in his prime, you know, I was like a child and stuff, mm-hmm. so I just remember there was just a confusing time to me where I was like that, like I was like, is that is that a gay dude, like? Women like him. Like, I just...
1: Why is he on MTV Movie Music Awards wearing assless chaps? Yeah, like, to me, his sexuality assless. was
2: kind of weird, and I never understood. And when, you know, when you're 12, 13, you're not positive of everything in your sexuality.
1: Right, right. So it's kind of like, well, uh, this guy's weird. He has a nice ass, but it's a dude's ass. Right? Yeah. And he's got a bunch of hot girls, like, writhing all around him.
2: Right? That's what's so confusing, because, you know, just like at that age, like, well, I'm pretty sure he's into dudes, but look at all these hot chicks.
1: And he's, like, letting them lick him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, why don't we get on out that's of like here? A weird turn. I know it did, but that's what the MegaCast does. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah, we gotta be savages.
2: Savages.
1: That's right. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, be on the lookout for weird tweets.
2: Yeah, all this weekend. weekend.
1: Yeah. Follow us at the Mega Cast, follow the Donkeys at Tacoma Donkeys because we'll probably be posting some stuff on there as well.
2: Yeah, I mean there's gotta be at least one of us shotgun and beers like savages. Yes.
1: Alright, let's get 10 and we'll be back next week. Alright. Alright, here we go. We make a I think we timed it out right. I think that meeting we were supposed to be at is over, but the food might be around. All right. All right, so let's get out of here. Thank you, guys, and be a savage. Savage.